0: If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX.AI and the AI for Sales expert on C-Suite Radio. And this is the AI for Sales podcast. I've got a really special guest with me today and we're going to talk about something that you may not have talked about much and that is sales language. Do your words give away your power or help you stand in strength? is the topic of the day. So I have Liz Wendling with me. She is the founder of Insight Business Consultants. She's been doing this for 13 years. So I guess this is um, lucky 13 year 2020 for you, Liz. Oh yes, totally. 2020 <laughs> <2020's> the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But before we started talking today, it sounds like there are some good things that have come out of this year. And that is some of the work that you do with attorneys so I'd love to learn a little bit more uh, about that in the call today, but um, I guess before we get there, I'd like to learn a little bit about folks that we have on the call. Um, where did you, you grow up? Are you a Denver native, or did you grow up somewhere else?
1: Oh, heck no. I was born in the mean streets of Bronx, New York, and uh, 56 years ago, I grew up in the Bronx, but we only lived there for about six months, and then... Uh, I was a through-and-through through Jersey girl. My mom and dad moved to New Jersey when I was probably about six months old and stayed there for 30 years and then moved to Colorado. So okay. I, I really am a
0: Jersey girl. I, I have a little bit of Colorado in me, but deep down, I'm a Jersey girl. Okay. Interesting. I, mine was six months in Wisconsin and then we <laughs> moved to Colorado Springs at six months. So i have been pretty much a Colorado native.
1: <laughs> that is.
0: Um, okay. So w- when you were, uh, let's, let's go back to college then. So you, you grow up in New Jersey for 30 years. Where, mm-hmm. uh, where'd you go to school in Jersey? I assume. I sure did. Yep. Okay. And what was your major in college?
1: It was exercise physiology, nothing to do with
0: business. Okay, well, uh, I bet that helps you um, keep your mind sharp. My mind and my body, yes. And your body, exactly. <laughs> and so think back to when you were younger. Uh, so I guess this would have been the Bronx, but not six months old. You really don't have okay. any memories then. So you've moved across the river. You're now in Jersey. Um, what, what was your passion when you were six seven five you know in that age what what did you think about when you woke up in the morning what what interested you
1: oh it was to move i was i they if i would have been diagnosed then i probably would have been a child with add And I I remember my mom and dad always saying, can you sit still? Can you just sit still? But I always wanted to do gymnastics and tap and do something where I can just be active. I always wanted to be active. I was born with a lot of energy and that energy has stayed with me all the way to 50 years later. So being 56, I I feel like I still have the same energy level as a six-year-old. So it it was movement. It was being active and being in front of people.
0: Yes, got it. And so how does that impact your ability to help the customers that you work with today?
1: Well, for sure, it helps from my first coaching call in the morning or my last coaching call of the day, I always I always feel like I am the same person. I don't burn out and um, so I don't have a lot of those uh, ups and downs in my day. So whenever anybody works with me, they always get get me full force, start to finish. And a lot of my clients say they appreciate that and they want to know a little bit more about how do I manage my energy, How do I stay? in that high energy space when, when things are falling apart, like, like are falling apart right now. And we can manage our energy on a lot of levels. And, and I don't think a lot of people believe that. So they they try to do it with coffee or pills or cigarettes or any other way to get energy from an outside source versus tapping into the energy that they actually have. And how to manage it, how not to, to completely... Blow yourself in the morning and all your energy is gone for the day and you don't get much done.
0: Yeah. You know, we met a person the other day at a cigar bar. Me and, uh-huh. me and our CMO went to the cigar bar a couple Thursdays ago. And there was a, a pastor from St. Thomas More Church who just moved to Colorado from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And we talked about energy. And uh-huh. he, he's actually a PhD and he's studying, uh, I think he's studying his PhD in. Uh, physiology, I believe is what it is. Okay. And he talked about how with energy, you can actually change. It can impact not just yourself, but it can have impact on other people and other things. And, and I was like, Whoa, it was just really deep conversations. Cause you think about energy and it's like, well, isn't it, you know, can you really change outcomes based on energy? And apparently you can, according to the work he's doing. Absolutely. And I think it's transferable as well. And the the kind of
1: energy that transfers well to someone is is that authentic, that aligned energy that is, it's not that um, fake energy that we heard in uh, sales for many years. You have to be enthusiastic and show up and be enthusiastic. And that's a bunch of BS these days because people could see right through that. But when your passion comes through the energy that you have around that, that's contagious. That's what people really like and want to be around.
0: Authentic energy. Yeah, I've, there's certain people in my family that are um, maybe not, not blood family, but maybe Uh, some of it's blood family too, but uh, that I do feel change at times, right? Depending on who they're talking to. Oh, hey, what's going on? And you're like, wait a second. That, that it, it basically throws up a red flag on the play and says, wait a minute, I'm about to be fake. And, and you're saying living within your energy is really, it's, that's when life becomes frictionless, right? Just be who you are.
1: That's a great word. And it's, there's a lot of freedom in that when you know that you're showing up as your highest and best self and you don't have to put on an act or put on a show. It's like this, this is who I am, but it's not to say, it's not that that old saying like, you know, take it or leave it. This is who I am. No, it's someone who spent a lot of time getting to know herself and understanding who I want to be out in the world and show up in that way. And that's the kind of energy that I know transfers well to other people.
0: Yeah, that's killer. There's a guy that's friends of our family who was John Denver's uh, kind of manager, if you will. Yeah. And he lived in Aspen for many years. And he wrote a book called How to Live an Extraordinary Life. And oh. you read it and there's pillars. And you know, it's yeah. the finally the last chapter gives the punchline. And it talks about living a frictionless life. And, it's, and it says, look, All that stuff is important. You go back to when you're a kid, you have to understand the story you told yourself and there's all these different things you can use to unpack and unpeel why you think the way you think. But at the end of it, it was just be yourself and be, right? Right. So, So thinking through that when it comes to sales language, right? The topic of today's conversation, do your words give away your power or help you stand in your strength? How do you be conscious of the words you're using, but with also being in your own energy and being frictionless? Is it something you need to learn as conscious competence till it becomes unconscious competence? Or how do you choose your words wisely without conflicting with what we just talked
1: about? Good point. Well, it, it's it's first identifying how you're speaking now. It is, is what you're doing, whether it's through an email or a voicemail or a face-to-face meeting, is what you're saying and how it's coming out, is it landing the way that you want to? Does it feel good coming out of your body? Does it sound like you? Does it resonate with you? And a lot of times what I find when I start working with someone is someone gave them a script or someone told them that this is how you start a sales meeting or this is how you do rapport, or this is how you make a connection with someone or build enthusiasm. And all that stuff tends to be the very old way of doing business, the old um, adages of business. And it doesn't resonate with who people are, but they keep using it anyway and don't really stop and go, wait a second, I don't like the way that feels. Every time I start an email like that, or every time I leave a voicemail that sounds like that, something's off but they may feel it but they don't know what to replace it with they don't know they or they they don't they're not knowledgeable enough to say all right that doesn't work i don't like that but what else do i say and that's where i come in and that's what i do is help people figure out how to speak and be in their business in a way that resonates with them mm. not everybody on this planet should start a meeting the same exact way or meet with a brand new client the same exact way or bond or, or build rapport the same way it has to feel aligned with who you are as a human being and i watch people start meetings that say oh how is the traffic or how you know is it hot enough outside for you That stuff has been done for decades and it doesn't land anymore. It just makes people roll their eyes.
0: Yeah, that's good. There was a guy that worked with me at a prior company and he was, after I left this prior company, he was asked to follow the script word for word and he's a Jersey boy Uh and he talks like a Jersey guy and he had it down. He booked 33 meetings in one day using his approach. Yeah. And then he was asked or told rather, you must use this script with the 98%, otherwise you're not gonna last here. Yeah. And he didn't. He lasted all but a month. And, wow. and it's like, wait a second, that guy booked 33 meetings in one day. What most people do in two to three months <laughs> in one day. Yeah. And and uh I think that that fits exactly in line you can give someone the talk track, or I call it a call guide in today's world. Here's your call guide. I want you to be somewhere within the vicinity of
1: this.
0: (laughs) And as long as you make it your own, then we'll be okay. Now I can also monitor over hundreds and thousands of conversations. If your opener loses them at hello, then okay, now we really need to have another conversation. But if I train you on, I realize I'm an interruption. Do you have 27 seconds so I could tell you why I called? Mm-hmm. Well, if you tweak a few words here and there, or your 27 becomes 60. One guy yeah. changed it to five minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "It's never going to work." Wow! And we listened to the calls, and yeah. it worked. It was, it was his. Do you have five minutes so I could tell you why I called? <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you serious?" And but because of his tone and
1: yes the way he and his the belief dialogue. system i would even even challenge and say his belief system was i need five minutes and and when he said it it landed in the best way that other person received it well and said sure i'll give you five minutes and sometimes 27 seconds sa- tells me if somebody asked me for 20 seconds 27 seconds i would think Wow, that's all you really need. You must not have much to say. So I do like the five minute because then it becomes more of a conversation. But you have to go with what feels right coming out of your body. And that's what a lot of people don't do. They don't stop long enough to say, does this sound like me? Does this feel good? Is this going to work for me? And can I do this long term or can I try it? And then if it doesn't, how do I modify it? And that, when people get to sell in a way that resonates with who they are, they become unstoppable because they've got the framework, but they're also being their highest and best self on every single call and every email and every time they're interacting with someone.
0: Yes. Well, and that's where the second question fits with the first. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Does that still hold true or not? And I think we've already answered the question, but let's go deeper on that one
1: and this is my one of my favorite things to talk about because that expression is decades old and it says it's not what you say it how it's how you say it which implies that you can call somebody an ass but as long as you say it nice it won't matter and that decades old expression made sense prior to the internet when people did a lot of face-to-face meetings where we had a lot of human to human interaction, At a time where body language made up 55% of communication, where you were in the physical presence of another human being. And that of course your 38% was tone and voice and speed, where you could actually hear the energy and intention of what was being said. And 7% came from words. Now, that doesn't, that, that doesn't hold true anymore because now most of our texts, our emails, and, and a significant portion of our interactions are done with messaging online. We're sending text, we're sending emails, and email and texting removes two critical elements, the voice and the body language. So when you remove that, that means 93% of your communication is taken out. Two of the largest influences in your communication are literally stripped out of the conversation. So what you say and how you say it matters, and it matters now more than ever.
0: Yeah, right. And both sides of the equation matter now more than ever. It's yes. You can't call someone an ass in a nice way. <laughs> That's you right. have to actually think about the words you're using and what you're saying.
1: So when you remove all of that, we have to stop long enough and say, wait a second, I just typed that out or I just texted that and i don't know that that's really how if i got my point across or if it's going to come across condescending or salesy or pitchy and it's stopping long enough to to look at the words that you're about to hit send on does it resonate with you does it sound like everyone else who's trying to get in someone's inbox or in their text and that's been happening way too much starting out messages with hi how are you i hope you're well i hope you had a great weekend That doesn't cut it anymore. That stuff sounds old school.
0: Yeah, there's a great training that I did probably 15 years ago. Uh And it was on you phrasing instead of I phrasing. And when someone sends an email to me, I'll still out of courtesy, if it's I, 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 (laughs) I'll reply and I'll highlight in red the I's and in (laughs) green the U's. And I say, hey, good try. You know, what would happen if you changed the green to red and the red to green? And you you have 70% you phrasing, no I's in the first sentence, yep. all you. And it's magical, especially if you can get that through a marketer's head. Because marketing yes. tends to be, but I, I would say people in general uh-huh. tend, yeah. tend to do that. But when you can teach that secret weapon to a marketer, oh. they so oh, yeah. appreciate it. And it's like, oh my gosh, no one's ever pointed that out. This is yeah. so amazing. This is terribly <laughs> written, right? And they realize the euphrasing phrasing actually works like a charm.
2: Support for this podcast comes from AT&T. 5G from AT&T is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. So should you switch? Well, historically, those were the reasons new tech was adopted. Neanderthals saw that fire heated things fast and made their caves secure from rampaging woolly mammoths. The ancient Romans saw that the aqueducts were a reliable and fast way to transport water, so they stopped carrying water jugs on their backs and adopted them nationwide. Oh, and the eighteen hundreds Victorians, saw electricity light up rooms fast and be more reliable than candles blowing out, so they stopped bumping into walls and made it nationwide. Today is no different. Switching to AT and T five G is kind of a no brainer. I mean, historically speaking, it's smarter than candles, water pots, and hungry dinosaurs. AT and five G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan may not be in your area. cattcom slash 5G for you for details.
1: And you probably hear this too, Chad. I, people will say to me, well, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be self-centered. I don't want to come across like I'm selling anything. Well, then how in the hell can you send an email with nothing but I, 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 I? <laughs> it? Exactly. So you are not congruent. You, you don't want to be salesy, but you're sending salesy crap. So now you're not showing up congruent, you're not aligned, and that's why your messages don't get through.
0: Yes. Now, one thing we learned in the last couple of months is you've seen Loom videos and Vidyard videos, Yep. and traditionally it can add a drag to an executive or a regional director or even a senior account executive. Uh Uh-huh. And so the way to personalize at scale without losing the other 70 to 80%, which is body language, tone, and visual, is that you have your virtual or real BDR go on. So if I was sending you one, I'd go to your website, Insight Business Consultants. Mm -hmm. I'd look at it and I'd say, hey, I'm looking on your site. This is really, congrats, 13 years. That's amazing. Uh, you know, and I'd say something quippy about yeah. the 13, how it's in 2020 or something. Yeah. And then you'd, I'd connect at least as a human. Then I'd point out something of value and it would be less than 90 seconds because that's right. about all we can consume. We're finding that if we do that, and again, we can pay someone who that's all they do all day is create those videos. It doesn't have yes. to be for me. It can be for someone else. 80, 60 to 80% open rates on an email, same, same form and structure, just different content. Mm-hmm. and a 20 to 30% reply rate. Most people get a 1 to 2%. Yeah. That's so that's pretty good. What you're talking about, yeah. right, What you say and how you say it into the video email, but take the objection out of how could I do 50 of those a day? Well, you you have someone else do it on your behalf.
1: <laughs> and if people could just understand that starting out Emails or texts or voicemails with, hey, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Well, you don't know me. So, you saying that to me? Do I really think you sat there and really hoped I had a good weekend? I doubt it. Yeah. And I know that and what I teach people is that that's for you. When you type out a hope you had a great weekend, that's for you. It makes you feel like you're bonding or creating a connection, but in fact, you're doing the opposite. People are rolling their eyes saying, "Oh my god, another email with the same open with the yes. same opening line." It's think like, "Do you that.
0: There's a person trying to sell to me right now, and he was introduced to me, Uh $20,000 to get five guaranteed interviews on nationally syndicated TV shows, CNN, Fox, whatever. Wow. All right. And I'm like, okay, 20 grand. That's not bad. Imagine if this person would come out to CEOs in one of those video recordings. Hey, saw your personal site that you've launched, chadburmeister.com and ScaleX and SalesClass.ai. Wow, you've been busy during COVID days. Yeah. Congrats. Hey, thought you might be interested in getting national syndication and, you know, what, what you might spend fifty or $100,000 on, we do it at 80% lower cost because we're connected into those companies. Mm. Based on your sites and your, you know, exciting things going on, thought you might want to spend five minutes and learn about that. Like, there you go. Just open yeah. up with that. Don't, hey, Chad, yeah. I hope you had a nice weekend. No, actually, I was in Aspen. I had to wear a mask outdoors. And the police actually told one of my friends uh, that he had to wear a mask, but he had a doctor's uh, note. Like, no, it, it was actually kind of a weird weekend now that yeah. you mentioned it. Don't yeah. ask about my weekend. Lead with, lead with something of value. Yes. Within- I
1: call it the, the, the two by four across the head. It's like, you get my attention. If you can't get my attention, you'll never, ever, ever get my business. Yeah. Ever. You've got to grab my attention. And if you do it with, hope you had a good weekend, you're done. Sorry. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly right. But very little tolerance for that. And a lot of spam messages start out with, hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're fine. Hope you're managing well in COVID-19. A lot of those messages end up in spam and it sounds spammy.
0: Yeah. Well, how about this one? I haven't heard you say this yet. And this one, <laughs> this is the nail on chalkboards for me. Just following up. <laughs> that's another. I, call, I call that the other F word. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: Or just touching base, reaching out, checking in. And guess what? You and 4 billion other people are just following up. Uh, and the, you drop an F-bomb in, around me, the follow-up word, and I, I, that just drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, and talk about losing your personal power. Yeah. When you say just, uh-huh. it just minimizes what you just said. It's just yeah. not a good word.
1: And are you really following up or are you continuing our great conversation? Are you following up to annoy me or are you and I scheduled for a second round and a great conversation? Follow up to me sounds like, hi, I'm just, I just wanted to bother you one more time to see if you had any questions. So every time I teach my clients, every time you want to say follow up, change it to, I'm just bothering you to see if. Change it and, and see what happens and when you see, say that. Yeah,
0: right. Yep. And, then it, and then it goes away like butter because it comes yeah. off of and you to mind. I'm
1: just bothering you. you one more time. I'm just bothering you. That's, <laughs> nobody wants to be a bother, so I just tell people take it out. It doesn't. It you're already doing the act of follow up. Why the hell do you have to announce it? Seriously, yeah. I'm just following up. Right.
0: That's right. That's right. And I
1: could go on about that. That's a that's a whole. 20-minute conversation.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's ask one or two more topics here. So think about the day and age we're in. Okay. From the beginning of the year, there's been – it depends on the side of the coin you're on. Some companies are thriving while other companies are virtually almost about to go out of business. So let's, let's assume you're either in the middle of the curve or – you know, you're still in business, you still have a pulse, yet your trade show business has been off. It it seems to me that Q four, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on Q4 for a lot of companies. Yeah. So knowing that we're about to head into that time, what do you do to prepare to have the best quarter ever? Or, you know, how do you get things in, in alignment so that you can have a quarter to remember?
1: Well, it's it's first looking at what you did in the past, what you did the last few quarters, and is what you're doing working? Is it landing? Is it getting you the results you want? Or are you going into the fourth quarter doing the same exact thing as you did the first three that didn't get you the, the results you were looking for, and all you're doing is duplicating the mess you, you left behind? I would rather somebody pull the brakes, stop and take a look pull apart where they really want to go what do they really want to happen in that last quarter and could you scale back a little in stepping on the gas sometimes less is more and uh, when i'm working with companies and they're trying to do social media in every aspect and trying to do um uh, email prospecting and linkedin prospecting and facebook ads and they wind up doing so much that they they lose a little bit of the strategy and then it's, then it's just frenetic energy of doing versus who are you being? Like we talked about earlier, it's the being part of it. Are you showing up in your best light? Or are you just doing activity because you're trying to scramble for the, a great last quarter? And I think people's energy and their mindset and who they are, if they're aligned, is so much more important than the activity they do. When you get yourself right and figure out these are the top five things I'm going to nail down for the last quarter, and I'm going to do it from that great mindset and, and skill set and alignment, then you have awesome results because you, you took care of the first part, which is, which is the energy and the mindset piece. Then everything you do after that is all lined up.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think Trish Bertuzzi once called me out on that and said, hey, you're getting into this was three years ago. Hey, you're about to get into this services business, and and I was like, Yeah, you know, it's great so far, and top line's great. And she said top line, who cares? What you what you need to focus on is how much money is coming out the other side. That's right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So you yeah. know, sure. On on technology companies that get 20 times multiples, right? They're graded on top line, and they know yeah. they have to buy they have to buy growth. Yes. And so it, you really have to think about what kind of business am I in? Do yes. I care about top line or do I care about bottom line? And, and re, re, like you said, line up to what type of business you're in. There's someone in our neighborhood that I heard about that's making $40,000 a year as a CEO for the last five years. And, wow. and we, we live in a pretty nice neighborhood. I bet uh-huh. his car payment is probably more than that. Yeah, and And so he, he pays a lot of people a lot of money, and so yeah. I bet it feels good to yeah. have a team and a staff and But what could you do if you actually kept a little bit more of that money? You could be making three hundred thousand dollars a year? That's right, exactly. Sometimes you yeah. have to look in the mirror and to your point, hey, maybe i'm gonna instead of like i I've got a site of two million dollars right now, one is mm-hmm. kind of the target. I think we can get to two four. But to get to 2-4 might take a little bit of unnatural activities. Yeah. Do I want to do that or not?
1: That's right. You have That's to ask yourself. That's the I have to ask. Wait, do I want to work that hard? Do I want to put that kind of energy out there? And do I want to do it with the energy of, I just got to get it done? Or wait a second, no, I'm totally in line with this. I'm ready to rock. It's good. Then you can step on the right. gas. But you right. Do gotta, I have the right gotta...
0: people in place? The yeah. processes are well documented. And yep. now it's time to put the foot on the gas. Or That's right. do I need to slow down and say, you know what, let me just make sure that I get a 10 out of 10 from every customer interaction for the next three months. Ac- then great can-
1: point. Yes. Because we can do activity just for activity's sake. My gosh, I can keep myself busy all day long doing absolutely nothing. And I watch way too many business owners do that. They are so busy doing all this other stuff, but not the stuff that moves the needle, not the stuff that gets them out there in and prospecting in a way that business starts to come in. They're too busy doing all the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last question. I like to ask this on on almost every podcast, except okay. for ones where I get too sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not sidetracked here today. I'm focused. <laughs> What's uh favorite reading? Have you had a book that you've read recently that's just, hey, you got to check this out?
1: Yeah, I actually do. And, and I, I recommended it to three people just recently. And it's and it's a leadership book. And I don't read a lot of leadership books, usually more business and psychology and someone had recommended it to me and it's called Straight Line Leadership. Ah. And the premise is so simple. You either run your business in a circle where you just keep doing the same thing over and over and getting different, you know, no different results, or you're in a zigzag and it's like, oh, shiny object, zig, 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 I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, or you run your business in a straight line, okay? Now, when you straighten out a circle, it becomes a straight line. And when you straighten out a zigzag, it becomes a straight line. So it's, it's looking at your business in that, how do I create a straight line versus doing the circle or the zigzag that doesn't get me anywhere and i like the questions in there i like the the approach of how do you get someone who's a circle into a straight line how do you acknowledge that you are a zigzag based on you've tried this you've tried that but you don't stick around long enough how do you create it so that you stretch out your zigzag and start running your business on a straight line?
0: Wow. Yeah. Yes. I'm, and I'm I've a, read I'm it. I'm a zagger or a zigger, whatever you want to call me, I'm that.
1: <laughs> and Chad, so am I. But I've taught myself over the years that I can't do that to myself anymore. It's too costly. It's it's exhausting. And it's energetically takes too much out of me. So now I'm really focused on that straight line. How do I stay straight? Now, of course, I might zig a little, my zigzag isn't as great. I know I'll always, you know, probably bounce around a little, but I'm really good at identifying when I start to zig and zag.
0: Yeah, that's great. So it's,
1: I read it about nine months ago and I've actually read it three times because each time I got something different out of it.
0: Wow. We started to go down the path of building a dialer because we said, you know what, customer success, The value proposition, whatever, it's not integrated as we would want to build it. Uh And then we we've started thinking about it and we talked to three, four different vendors to help us build it. And we said, no, that's a zig and a zag. The the space is already defined. It's just one piece of our overall product set. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be the third vendor in that space or the fourth. Let's just continue to buy how we buy and add value in other areas. Yeah. And, and it, it, it felt right. It could have actually exposed us in a legal yeah. battle. Um, it, it just wouldn't have been a good idea. So that's. And you like- caught it. Yeah. So that's good. That's great awareness.
1: And sometimes people don't know they're going zigzag or going circle. But if they have a series of questions to ask themselves, they, they can identify it and stop it before it becomes a real costly mistake or it just becomes it's, it's too far out of control to pull back.
0: Yes. Okay. Let me give you this last, I'll call this a gift because this, somebody did this on a coaching session about two months ago and it's, they did it over an hour. I'm going to do it in 60 seconds.
1: Okay. Go.
0: So, Think about you go into the future and you meet yourself 20 years from now. And so you look around the house and you see stuff that's laying around, you know, imagine that. Okay. Okay. Now that future self of your, of you, could tell yourself anything from then and, and tells you right now, tells you now what, and now think back. Now you come back to now. Okay. What would your future self tell you? Because there's so many unlocked keys that if you run that exercise, I've been doing it a lot lately. uh uh-huh. And you you think, okay, wow, I'm sitting up. I, my Mine was a vision on a cliff in Greece or something. uh uh-huh. And I I had like a white shirt on, I had a longer kind of unshavenness, but what could you tell yourself that said, do this? Because you can tell yourself, you can't go back to age 20. Correct. Or age 10, but you can go back to now, right? And you can actually change the destination by using that philosophy.
1: I like that. And, And immediately what came to me was, good job in following your heart
0: nice
1: because my heart knows i can quickly go in in and kind of close my eyes and go all right what are you really feeling is it a i call it my hell no or a hell yes yeah and i usually know but i don't i know sometimes i go into my head and that doesn't give me the right answer all the time it's too yeah i want to think too much but the heart knows it really does but you've got to be okay with waiting for that answer it doesn't come right away and being okay with sitting in sometimes in the not knowing, but waiting, waiting because the heart does know eventually and does tell you. It's my, it, basically, I call it my intuition. I have a very finely tuned intuition.
0: Oh, that's good. My son is going to college on Saturday and he uh, literally just post his, his poem that he wrote. It was oh, about four years ago. Yeah. But his, his poem said, I know who I am in the middle of the poem. Oh, and to, to have that level of personal power at that would have been at about age fourteen or so.
1: Wow! Oh,
0: isn't that neat to know? That's, that's exactly what you're saying. Follow your heart because your yeah, heart knows.
1: It really does. And to to start trusting what's already there. We've all we all had intuition. We're born with it, but it's beaten out of us as kids. And you know, stop. Stop acting like that! And you don't. You what are you? A big know-it-all? Yeah, I do know it all. My heart knows it all. Let My heart be.
0: knows. Yeah, That's it's all. already it's already seen it throughout generations. Exactly. I think I've heard thirteen generations of knowledge is passed down through your DNA.
1: Yes. Like, so we do know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, this has been a fun conversation, personal, personal power, use your words wisely. And look, one of the hacks you just heard, 93% goes away. And if you use things like Vidyard Loom and you send out a video, and by the way, the hack is to have a BDR do it on your behalf, but whether you're cheating or you're actually using your authentic voice, um, don't forget that if you're just sending an email, you're giving up 93% of the communication.
1: go back to video where
0: you can words matter when you're writing.
1: Yeah. Awesome, Chad. Thanks so much for your time. It's been great. All
0: right, Liz. Great to catch up with y'all. See you around.
1: All right. Take care. Bye-bye.